from iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case Roe v. Wade, starring Maya Hawke as 26-year-old lead attorney Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee William H. Macy as Supreme Court Justice Harry Blackman. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. Listen to the podcast Supreme, the battle for Roe on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Why? You fuck with my stable, get clipped by the lake. Fuck all the fakes. Talking that shit and then run to the jakes. We innovate. Inevitable shit that you imitate. We levitate to levels and heights only seen by the greats. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. I am your host, Mike De Niro. Before we get into the show, I want to thank all our fans from all over the world for subscribing to the podcast and always holding us down. Thanks for the five-star reviews. Thanks for the rates. Thanks for the downloads. Thanks for following us on Instagram at Wrestling DeLorean Pod. I can't thank you guys enough. Honestly, without you guys, there is no us, so thank you for all the support. Today, we're going to be talking about NXT from last night, AEW for tonight. We're going to bring to you... TNA, the Asylum Years, and more. So this this podcast has been plagued by audio issues the last couple days, but we're back today. I wasn't able to shoot new content for Monday, so I was able, but I was able to put out the fight for Monday night and last week's. This is extreme because I was also having audio issues on Friday. So with that being said, I wasn't able to put out no episode yesterday. My computer was completely messed up and wrecked. So today we're going to do a little catch up. We're going to be talking about. Raw from uh, last week, well, from this past Monday, we're going to be doing TNA The Asylum Years today. We're going to be talking about last night's NXT. We're going to be talking about tonight's AEW, a preview to that. So let's get into the show. First news broke out during the weekend that AEW will be resuming their touring schedule starting in July. They're going to be hitting Miami and Texas. So AEW will be back to touring full capacity shows, which is great news because in my opinion, and just my opinion, I do feel like their daily place residence has become stale. Now, it's great that they have a place where they can always shoot wrestling no matter what, but I do think that they got a little lazy at Daly's place, if that makes sense. AEW is firing on all cylinders, and then we've seen a lot more comedy in Daly's place. We've seen a lot more, like, we've seen great action. We've seen a lot of good action, don't get me wrong. But I do feel like AEW took a bit of a step back somewhat during the pandemic, as did all wrestling companies. But I just feel like the the camera work got a little lazy. The refereeing got a little lazy. If you know what I'm saying, like it's hard to explain. Like If you know, you know. Like This past week's AEW, sorry, this past week's AEW, 
blood and guts. There was a lot of camera faults, and it was not a good look. You cannot constantly be showing bleeding. You can't be showing the wrong angle to have the crash pad. The, there, the biggest hype during the pandemic was blood and guts and was the exploding barbed wire death match. And both ended with a bit of a meh. And that's not good for the matches that were the most anticipated matches. But besides that, AEW, they, they did really good work at Daly's Place. They were the first wrestling company to have fans at the show because there was an open amphitheater. So, shouts to them. I mean, I just, I hope that them going back on tour brings a new, more professional, more tightened, screwed AEW, if you know what I mean. WWE officially announces NXT TakeOver In Your House will take place Sunday, June 13th. This is the second annual NXT In Your House. If you remember last year, In Your House TakeOver, they had the whole old school In Your House sets. That's going to be really awesome to see. It will be streaming exclusively in the U.S. on Peacock and WWE Network everywhere else. Or if you're like me and you got shit that you got to still watch on the old WWE Network, hit them with the VPN. Anyway, also, in the news, in the news, Roberto Carrillo suffered a very serious injury during Raw. We wish Roberto Carrillo a speedy recovery. I I like this kid's uh, offense. I like this kid's rise to the top, and I thought that him having this mean streak against Sheamus was really going to take him to the next level. Unfortunately, during Raw, he suffered a very serious injury. So, we here at the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast want to wish Alberto Carrillo a very speedy recovery. And I hope that he uh, gets back to action soon because I want to see what this new mean streak of Alberto Carrillo was going to bring. You know what I mean? Chelsea Green wants to pose for Playboy. That's in the news. Couldn't do that in the PG world of the WWE. So now that she's got the handcuffs off, she wants to take everything off, I guess. And she wants to pose for Playboy. So hopefully she's able to... Not saying that I'm hoping and praying that she plays poses for Playboy. I just hope that if that's what she wants to do, she's able to do what she wants to do. You know what I mean? Alright, so let's get into some news and notes for Monday Night Raw. On Monday Night Raw, we had the... Continuist build of Charlotte, Asuka, and Rhea Ripley. This is not really doing much for me. It's whatever. We had uh, Braun Strowman look like an absolute monster. He destroyed Bobby Lashley and Drew McIntyre. The uh, Team RK Bro pick up another victory. The team of Matt Riddle and Randy Orton. Um, the... Now, I know I said I was going to give Monday Night Raw a chance. And I did. And this shit's still really hard to sit through. So forgive me if I'm not feeling this. But Raw is hard to sit through. It is really hard to sit through. I'm not a big fan of Monday Night Raw. You know what I mean? I'll check out SmackDown any day of the week. I like SmackDown. Speaking of, I didn't get to review SmackDown because of the audio issues on this past Monday's episode. I do want to talk somewhat about SmackDown. I do like the involvement of Jimmy Uso. He's back. I do want to see Cesaro really elevated to the top. Cesaro looked like a monster at the end of that episode. It's going to be interesting to see what happens. I don't know if Cesaro attacking Jimmy Uso is going to make Jimmy Uso acknowledge 
that Roman Reigns is the head of the table, the tribal chief. We'll see. But good episode of SmackDown, as always. I enjoyed it a lot more than I enjoy Raw. That That's for goddamn sure. But anyway, my favorite brand, the brand of WWE, in my opinion, happened last night. NXT, great episode of NXT. Show had a really good matchup between Karrion Cross and uh, Austin Theory. That was a really good matchup. Austin Theory got the beats by by Karrion Cross. You know what I mean? Beats by Dre. Beats by Cross. Uh, Finn Balor. He returns. He wants his rematch. He says that he told Karrion Cross, "I want my rematch." And Karrion Cross said, "I want it just as much as you." So they're gonna be putting down those beats, and they're gonna be beating up each other on two weeks from now. We're going to be getting Finn Balor versus Karrion Cross in the main event of NXT for the NXT Champion. I strongly, strongly suggest everybody check out NXT. If you do not already watch it, make sure you check it out because NXT is constantly putting out bangers. On this episode of NXT, we had the return of Bobby Fish. He helps out Kyle O'Reilly, but Kyle O'Reilly's a little apprehensive to take anybody's help after he got screwed over by Adam Cole. We had, on this episode of NXT, a great Cruiserweight title match between Kushida and Santos Escobar. Really phenomenal matchup. These two guys have great, great chemistry. We're starting to see some dissension between Raquel Gonzalez and Dakota Kai. We'll see if that leads to a feud or a matchup down the line for the NXT Women's Champion. This was a good episode of NXT. I enjoyed it, like I said. We're going to be getting Bronson Reed versus Johnny Gargano for the NXT North American Champion next week in a steel cage match. So that's going to be great and something to look forward to NXT next week. I give this episode of NXT a strong 3.5 out of 5. I really enjoyed it. I feel like when this show doesn't really drag much. I think the only thing that would really help NXT, in my opinion, and I've been saying it for God knows how long, the only thing that would really help NXT, in my opinion, would be a change of atmosphere. Like, I like the Capitol Wrestling Center. I liked the uh, Full Sail University, you know. But if this is really going to be taken serious as a third brand, I need to see NXT travel. In my opinion, I think that NXT hitting this, a bit of the smaller venues in the United States would be better for them once the pandemic is over instead of them staying stationary in one spot. I think that to take NXT really serious and for it to be really, really good. I think that you got to change it around. You got to bring new fans there. You got to have people wanting to pay to see NXT from all over the United States and not just on takeovers. Imagine NXT at the Hammerstein Ballroom. Imagine NXT at the 2300 Arena. Like, imagine that. That shit would be phenomenal. Like, that's what I think NXT needs to do to take it to the next level, in my opinion. Tonight, on AEW, we have the coordination of the Pinnacle after their victory against the Inner Circle in Blood, Guts, and, and Crash Pads. So last week, the Pinnacle defeated the Inner Circle. Now they're going to definitely be, you know, soaking in the sun. They're going to be definitely talking that shit. So make sure you tune in tonight on AEW. AEW has a stack, stack show tonight. We got... Miro versus Darby Allen for the TNT champion. We have SCU versus the Young Bucks versus for the AEW Tag Team Champions. And if SCU loses, they disband. We have for the IWGP 
U.S. champion, New Japan's own legendary Yuji Nagata versus John Moxley. This is a very stacked show. I am excited as hell for the show. And I, like I said, I, I'm not going to take away from AEW. They had a great show last week. Ended it with a bit of a meh. But I really want to see AEW. Protesters and supporters alike are lined up outside the United States Supreme Court this afternoon as a decision in the most hotly debated case in years is set to be delivered. From iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case, Roe v. Wade. Sir, I graduated the top quarter of my class. We, we just, just don't have a spot for you. Starring Maya Hawk as 26-year-old lead attorney Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee William H. Macy as Supreme Court Justice Harry Blackman. My chief qualification being I'm uncontroversial. You know how we both ended up on the Supreme Court? Politics. Damn right. This may be the longest of shots, but it's also the last chance for a lot of women. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. I'm trying to get you to stand for something, man. Now go to it. Listen to Supreme, the battle for Roe on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. powerful is Cox Internet? So powerful that one day, your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players right from your backyard. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions apply. EW tighten the screws. So, you know, this is post this is post fight for Wednesday night. This is post Wednesday night war. I think there's still things that both these companies need to work on. NXT, like I said, needs to start touring after the pandemic. I think a change of atmosphere would really do them justice. And for AEW, I think all they really need is to well, one, I don't want to see anybody lose their job, but they need to really cut the fat on this roster because there is a whole lot of wrestlers on a roster where you only have a two-hour show. And let's be honest, not many people are tuning in to AEW Dark or AEW Dark Elevation, so you got to trim that fat. Make sure you have a pristine roster, a clear-cut roster of who is on this roster and on this show and who's not. And also, I think you need to tighten the screws a little bit. The production needs to be a little better. The cameras, the, you can't be catching the fucking secrets of professional wrestling with the blading and the talking and the fucking giving, Chris Jericho giving MJF the Iggy to fucking reverse out of the walls of Jericho. You can't be showing that shit. The referees gotta enforce the rules. Which means AEW needs to actually show respect to the rules. If AEW wants to be the Wild West, then fucking Tony Khan come out on Busted Open Radio on Wednesdays every week. Then fucking say, guess what? We're the Wild West. We don't have rules. But if you are going to be a sports-like product, you gotta have rules. And if you have rules, enforce rules. If you have a tag team match, not every tag team match needs to be a fucking tornado tag match. If you're going to have it that way, then say, hey, every tag match has no rules, no countouts, no disqualification. Do that because it looks really bad when Paul Turner can't get Kenny Omega out the fucking ring during a tag match last week. Or it looks really bad when Cody Rhodes pulls off his weight belt and is threatened to get disqualified. But then QT hits Cody Rhodes with the weight belt 
to no disqualification right in front of the referee's eyes. Arn Anderson hits QT Marshall right in front of the referee's eyes. No disqualification. But if Cody Rhodes used that weight belt, it's definitely a DQ. That shit don't make sense. So you can have the best product in the world, but these are the things that are holding you back. So AEW, please listen to me. And listen to everybody else. You have the roster. You have the time slot. You have the fan base. To really take it to the next level, you just got to tighten those screws. I don't think it's so hard to say, hey, enforce the rules. That's it. You got two guys in the ring during a tag match. Fucking start counting. That's it. You got a fucking regular standard match. And these wrestlers are fighting on the outside. Have the referee count. That's it. And stop promising these fucking maze, these big ass gimmick matches just for them to end with a poof. You got to, de- you got to deliver, because nobody's gonna be looking forward to the next big thing if you're not delivering on everything that you promised. So you just got to deliver. Tighten those screws, AEW. I think tonight could be a real big bounce back from last week because last week was a great show that ended off with a bit of a. Like I said, it was a little eh when Chris Jericho landed through the crash pad. That would have been amazing. Think about that. Think about if the angle was from behind, right? The the angle was from the hard cam. If the angle was from the hard cam and you just seen Chris Jericho land into the abyss, that shit would have been sick. But we didn't. We got a zoomed up on the crash pad where you see Chris Jericho land on cardboard and foam. Like, that's not something you want to see. So, once again... Tighten those screws production-wise. Tighten those screws rules-wise. And I think AEW has the best product on TV. That's my opinion, AEW. Who am I, right? I'm just a, a little old podcaster. You you guys are a billion-dollar company. So who am I? Now, as promised, we were unable to bring to you TNA The Asylum Year's Last night, but as promised, we are bringing it to you here today on the Wednesday episode of the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. So here is TNA, The Asylum Years. We're talking about NWA TNA Episode 2. Episode 2 from Huntsville, Alabama, where we will be crowning a brand new X Division champion. And we will be seeing a few grudge matches from a week ago. NWA TNA, June 26, 2002. Let's get into it. Ladies and gentlemen, this is TNA, the Asylum Years, NWA TNA. We'll be talking every week about the inception of NWA, the the humble years of TNA. We're going to be talking about TNA wrestling from the Asylum, the classic TNA, weekly pay-per-view TNA. And we're going to be here on episode two. We're talking about NWA TNA from June 26, 2002. This show was a whole lot better, a whole lot better than NWA TNA episode one. So let's get into the show. We get a recap of last week. They really cleaned the show up well. We didn't see none of the the shenanigans and bullshit from last week. So that was good. The show starts off hot with Jeff Jarrett versus Scott Hall right away. Scott Hall comes out with Jackie Fargo and Toby Keith. During the matchup, K-Crush helps Jeff Jarrett. Brian Lawler chases out K-Crush, a.k.a. Ron Truthy Killins. Toby Keith hits Jeff Jarrett with the low blow. Scott Hall pins Jeff Jarrett for the victory. Scott Hall gets the victory here on Jeff Jarrett. 
Good matchup. Also setting up for later tonight and when we get Brian Lawler versus K-Crush. Next we get Cheeks, who is massively obese, versus Frank Parker. Cheeks gets the quick victory. Here we get K-Crush versus Brian Lawler. We don't have to wait much longer. Brian Christopher, he's still being uh, billed as here. Brian Christopher versus K-Crush. This matchup was okay. I really think K-Crush needed a victory here, but whatever. K-Crush loses here to Brian Christopher. This matchup was eh. I, I, uh, I'm not a big fan of Brian Christopher. God rest his soul. Big, big, big fan of Ronda Truth Killings, though. I'll tell you that. We got a lingerie battle royal. This was a complete waste of time. None of these women knew how to wrestle. These women were just, you know, there. No offense, but if you watch this, none of these women knew how to wrestle. We got Apollo versus David Young. I was a big fan of Apollo in the Battle Royal last week. Representing San Juan, Puerto Rico. Boricua. Shouts to all my buddies in the house. We got Apollo. He 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 defeated David Young here. Great victory here. Apollo really reminds me of Batista look-wise. But I feel like he's a little bit more athletic. So that's really cool. Joel Gertner is out. He brings out the Rainbow Express. Mike tonight said this is the team that was deemed too controversial to be on WCW television. Why? Because they're gay? That's fucked up. They go. They were f- supposed to face the Dups, but backstage the Dups says they ain't, uh, we, ain't, we ain't finna face no gay guys. That's fucked up again. Well, I don't know why TNA feels like they, they need to be controversial here, but whatever. We have Bill Barron. He goes up to a... I don't know why they would just be arriving to the show this late into the fucking show. But Cowboy James Storm and Ron Harris, uh, Ron Harris, Chris Harris, who are in the street clothes, he says, you guys got to go out there. You guys got to go face the uh, Rainbow Express. They're like, whatever. So they go out there and a thrown together team of Cowboy James Storm and Wildcat Chris Harris pick up the victory against the Rainbow Express. This is how America's Most Wanted was formed. Really cool here. Was a fan. I always was a fan of America's Most Wanted, so that's really cool. Ricky Steamboat brings out Ken Shamrock. Ken Shamrock's talking about his victory of the NWA World Title last week. Father James Mitchell, the former Sinister Minister from ECW, comes out. He says that he wants a title shot for his man Malice. Malice then attacks Ken Shamrock from behind. We have a big brawl there. Main event of the night, and what a main event it was. It was a Stack, stack matchup. Double elimination matchup for the first ever X Division champion, AJ Styles versus Loki versus Jerry Lynn versus Psychosis. This was phenomenal. AJ started out with Psychosis. He beat Psychosis. Psychosis got one elimination. He then pins Loki. He get Loki has one elimination. Jerry Lynn then pins uh he pins AJ Styles. AJ Styles I mean then Jerry Lynn beats Psychosis. Uh, Jerry Lynn and Loki have a great fin- uh, great matchup here. And then it all comes down to AJ Styles versus Jerry Lynn. And these two just went balls to the wall. AJ Styles pulling out the spinal tap for the victory. This was just a phenomenal, phenomenal matchup. Your homework this week is to go back and watch this matchup between AJ Styles and Loki and Jerry Lynn and Psychosis for the first ever exhibition champion on episode 2 of NWA TNA. It was a phenomenal matchup. AJ Styles... Wins this amazing classic. He is the very first X Division champion of the NWA TNA era. And boy, that was this great. We get 
it is announced that next week there will be a single night tag team tournament to crown the very first ever NWA TNA tag team champions. So that's what we look have to look forward to next week. This show is a lot better than last week's show. I give this show a strong... Uh, I give it a 2.75 out of 5. But with that main event, that main event was a 4 out of 5. So boom. That's my review of the June 26th. NWA TNA from 2002. I hope everyone has a great day. Enjoy your day. I will catch you all on the flip side tomorrow. We will be talking about, on tomorrow's show, we'll be talking about AEW. We'll be talking about all the fallout from Dynamite. We'll be talking about MLW. And we will be bringing back, making an impact. We will go into the Wrestling DeLorean, back to the final episode of 2005 in TNA Impact, and the very first episode of 2006, which was the same night on TNA Impact from 2006. So make sure you tune in tomorrow. I hope everyone has a great day. Stay strong, stay safe, stay positive. One love. From iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case Roe v. Wade. Starring Maya Hawk as 26-year-old lead attorney Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee William H. Macy as Supreme Court Justice Harry Blackman. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. Listen to the podcast Supreme, the battle for Roe on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 